0: Today's advanced training. The four basics of recruiting. The four basics of recruiting. So many people come to me and say... Uh, Fitz, I, uh i i like sales i like the sales process i like the immediacy of that income is that a word immediacy of that income i like being able to go out there and make a sale and you know a week later i'm getting a deposit in my account i like that uh but i want more and uh, i want i want more right i, I want to what does it look like to build a team and what does it mean to have an agency or build an empire what does all that look like well we are very systematic in our sales approach uh very systematic in our sales approach where uh we will uh you know we we have the phone scripts we have the in-home presentations all that sort of stuff uh put together we haven't been necessarily as systematic over the years at building and yet the fits group uh is is one of the best in the in the in the country in the industry at developing agencies and we have a systematic approach to it we call it the factory but the the high level view of uh of recruiting has some a, a basic Um, four steps that we work through. It's a lather, rinse, repeat. We keep things very simple, very simple, very simple. It's one, two, three, four. We're going to go through that uh, today. So an observation. Here's an observation. As recruiting goes, so goes production. Write that one down. As recruiting goes, so goes production. So um, people have uh, said to me, People say a lot of positive things to me as well, but I feel like we only ever talk about the negative things that people say. But occasionally, I get, you know, you just want me to recruit so you can build a team. Uh, you, you're, well, yeah, I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I wanna, I wanna recruit and hire agents because I want to build a team, and I want you to do the same thing because I want you to build a team because I want all of us to make a lot of money. Uh, is that a, a huge problem? But, but here's the thing: like our business is selling life insurance. Let's be really clear. The way we make money, what we get paid for is getting people covered with life insurance and annuities. That's it. That's how we make money. Recruiting doesn't make a dime unless people are selling, okay? So at the very base, root, foundational principle of my business, my business, your business, all of our businesses, we want production to go up, right? Yes, we want production to go up. And so if we want production to go up, The only way I know to drive production up is to drive recruiting up. See, I've been at this game over two decades now. When I say that, I go, my gosh, it's been uh, right at half my life now I've been in the insurance game. And I know that I can I can micromanage a personal producer, I can get that person to go from ten thousand dollars a month to fifteen to twenty to twenty five thousand dollars a month to thirty thousand dollars a month, I can I can hop on that donkey and ride it all the way to our future, right? The problem is I can only do that for so many people and I've reached my capacity. And and so what I learned in, in years past is that uh uh, micromanaging a personal producer and getting them to that top personal producer echelon, uh, while it does work, um, it, 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 it only works so much. Uh, a lot of people don't like being driven. I've, I've read stories about um, shepherds leading their sheep. You, you, if you drive the sheep, uh, you will, in fact, kill them. I've seen the same thing with personal producers as you're driving them. But weight fits. I, I, that's the dilemma, right? I, I want to drive production, and yet I don't want to kill the producers. So how do I do that? I, this is what we figured out. When you, when you take the recruiting line graph, graph out the recruiting numbers, uh, and superimpose it over the production numbers, or superimpose the, the production graph on top of the recruiting, either way, the graphs look very much the same. Now, uh, if you're if you're super nerdy about graphs, I mean, you got the the y-axis and the x-axis and and the values associated with them. The the production values and the recruiting values on those graphs are, can't be the same. I mean, we run a million dollars a month in production. Uh, we're not recruiting a million people, so the literal values don't match up. But but if you take those graphs and you superimpose the graphs that that are created with the values for each graph, if you just superimpose them, you'll see the they, they really imitate one another, and, and they don't really imitate one another. It really is, as recruiting goes, so goes production. If recruiting goes up, production goes up. If recruiting goes down, production goes down. If production goes up, what does recruiting do? We don't know. Production doesn't predict recruiting. It was a trick. Recruiting predicts production production goes up we don't know anything we know we're making more money and that seems awesome everybody likes commissions everybody likes getting paid and production going up means we're getting paid but what happens if recruiting is actually going down during that time if production is going up and recruiting is going down we have what we call a head fake you think things are great because production is up and when production is up commissions are up right so we think everything's wonderful but if recruiting is tumbling down 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 well, eventually, production is going to do the same thing. Eventually, it's going to course correct. Eventually, the market will have a correction and, and it'll start going down as well. Now, I, I don't, I've got a lot of theories of why what I'm showing you, th- this observation, a lot of theories of why this is. I don't know that any one of them is the, the, the sole truth. So, I don't necessarily share any of those theories. It's just an observation of 20 plus years at this. And I know when our production, when our recruiting is going up, I know that the production is also going up. It just shows right there on the graphs, the data proves out. And I know that when recruiting is going down, production is going down. And I know if production isn't going down yet, when recruiting is going down, eventually the production will respond accordingly. So now here's the next question. If recruiting is flat, what is production doing flat as recruiting goes, so goes production. So when recruiting is doing this production is doing this, when recruiting is doing this production is doing this. When recruiting is this production is this. So if you want your business's production to go up, what must you do recruit? That's the only thing I know that seems to be consistent in driving production up is recruiting has to go up. Now, if recruiting is flat, so is production. Well now, this, I, didn't put any, I intentionally didn't put any numbers on this. I'm just looking at the shape of the graph. This production may be flat at a million dollars. If production is flat at a million dollars, I can almost guarantee you that recruiting is also flat. Now, it's a good number that it's flat at, but it's flat. And so what I've discovered is everybody has a capacity, right? Uh, Everybody has 24 hours in a day, seven days in a week, 168 hours. Different people use that time different ways, right? Um, What I've observed, another observation, is the people who are truly able to uh, produce wealth in this world are the ones who understand that they can operate at full capacity and help somebody else operate at full capacity. And help somebody else operate at full capacity. Uh, 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 another way of looking at it is, uh, if you want to have uh, 15 gallons of water, but you only have a five-gallon bucket, you need two more buckets, right? So it's, it's it's not complicated. If you want 15 gallons of water, and you have a five-gallon bucket, you need three buckets total. So it, it's, it's, you fill up one bucket, and you take that bucket and you pour it into the next bucket. And you fill up the bucket again, and you pour it into the next bucket. And you fill up that bucket again, and you pour it to the next bucket. And that's how you grow. The way we don't have stagnant production is we drive this recruiting. Now, I know this. I can only do so much recruiting in a week. I only have so much time. I only have so many interview spots. And I, I am, I'm at my capacity. I'm doing as many interviews every week as I possibly can. And I'm doing everything to make sure that's the truth. And then I try to get Bruno operating at that capacity. And then I try to get Mike and Michelle operating at capacity. And then I try to get Marty operating at, 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 and everybody just operating at capacity. And so the more buckets that we add of people operating at their capacity and recruiting, the more production is gonna continue going up and up and up into crazy, crazy numbers. So I do this teaching just to try to equip one more person. Listen, if you're watching this right now and you're like, I don't want to do anything with recruiting, I'm not talking to you. (laughs) Don't worry about it. The pressure is off. I'm looking for one of the people watching this right now to, to become a bucket that we can pour into and we've just increased our capacity a little bit more. Just one more. That's all we're looking for. So the four basics of recruiting there are four. Number one is list of names. I'm going to dig down deep into these. So if you're an anal note taker, just know that I'm coming back to number one and I'm going to give you notes that you can take uh, if you don't want to write all four of these down right now. Number one, list of names. Number two, check interest. Number three, interview. And number four, follow up properly. Then what do you do? You go back to number one, two, three, four. Go back to number one, two, three, four. Go back to number one, two, three, four. Lather, rinse, repeat. It's just a system. Okay. So let's start with list of names. First of all, if you are um watching this live today as we're recording this, here's a website you can go to. It's it's a link to, to um uh, our 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 website, thefitsgroup.org slash list dash of dash names, and it takes you to this page here, we, we break down some more details about list of names that I'm not covering today. I'm going to cover kind of a high level view, but we've got some definite, it breaks it down into warm market list of names and cold market list of names and TFG factory overview, and we get into some details on that. If you're watching this on our site right now, just below this video, there are the four steps. Click on this step, step number one, it takes you to this page. Okay. So, List of names is a working document. There is cold market, there is warm market, and uh, I'm not getting into details about that today, but cold market are people you don't know yet. Warm market are people that you already do know. Uh, Most of us get started in um, uh, hiring and recruiting and creating that override income through the warm market. Uh, I didn't have a warm market when I first got started. I was 23, a year out of college. During college, I'd convinced some of my buddies to sell vitamins with me. And so when I actually found a legitimate opportunity with insurance, they were not interested. Uh, They had just gotten their first jobs uh, making real money, like, like, like they were getting paid just for showing up. And I was offering them a commission thing. So none of my friends were interested. My warm market was a bust. I immediately started running newspaper ads. Some of you have heard my story. The first agent I ever hired was a 50-year-old insurance agent. I was 23. I taught him how to do what I was doing. He went out and made a sale. Literally the first agent I ever hired also made sales. Like it it, it just doesn't usually happen like that, but it, it worked out for me. Okay? Yay fits. Okay. <laughs> That's cold market. I'm not necessarily going to talk about cold market right now, but it involves running ads and processing the responses. What I'm going to focus on is the warm market of the list of names. It's a working document. It means it's dynamic. It means you're taking people off the list. You're adding people to the list. How am I increasing my warm market fits? I meet people all the time and they go on a list, right? So maybe you met them at the gas station. Maybe you met them in line at the grocery store. Maybe they uh, are a friend of uh, your kids, you know, the parent of one of the kids' friends at soccer or whatever. Uh, it's, it's a constant working document. Consider the following and putting this list of names together. Friends, neighbors, relatives, church members, Fellow employees, club members, past associates, Christmas card list, wedding invitation list, if you're married, classmates, anyone you admire. Consider that when putting that list together. This is just, I'm trying to jog your memory and just make you think of people right now. Just, these are things to do as you're putting this list of names together. Who are the top five people you think would want to do this? I like to also ask the question, who are your bar fighting buddies? What I mean is, if you're in a bar fight tonight, who are the five people you hope and pray are there with you? If you got arrested tonight, who are the five people you're going to call to get you out? Right? These are, not that you need to be a bar fighter or being arrested, but the, the, you understand these are five people you trust with your life. Put them on the list. Let's talk to them. Who do I know that? Again, some more jogging of your memory. Who do I know that will answer my call? I respect. Shows genuine concern for other people. People always like seem to like. Is a professional. Is in clubs and various group organizations. In a teaching position. <sighs> more. Jogging of the memory is intelligent, responsible, and ambitious. I don't know anybody that's all three. Well, who do you, who do you know is one? <laughs> is considered a leader. Is looking for more out of life. Like as you're putting your names and numbers together, don't, don't make financial decisions for these people. Let's offer them an opportunity. If they're not interested, that's okay. We're probably not interested in what they're doing either. But if they are interested, well, let's, now we found somebody, who knows? And now you found somebody that you already like and you get to spend the rest of your life on the beaches of the world with people that you enjoy. That's a big deal. Now you're gonna rank them. This is not, uh, you're not judging, you're not qualifying. Uh, you, you're not saying, well, that that person, he's no good. He's a zero on the ranking. Uh, he's he's way down at the bottom. And as I'm going through the rankings, don't don't look at this and go, well, Fitz, I'm only one of those. I was only one of these when I, when we start ranking them. So that don't don't assume. You'd be shocked how many people I've reached out to, and I'll just use uh names as 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 reference points but i I call somebody on grace's list and and they say i don't even know who grace is but i'm so glad you called i'm looking to make some extra money or they'll say something like there's no way grace would know this my wife and i just this morning were praying for a way to make an extra thousand dollars in our household budget and here you are you're an answer to our prayer like you'd be shocked don't judge based on the book cover you don't know what's happening behind closed doors but once you got that list you're going to rank them you're looking for six pointers now, I've seen these uh, 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 posters that people have out there. If here's what you're looking for, I, not one of these things is about how they look. <laughs> not one of them is, is is their skin color or male or female or any of that sort I, None of that matters. What matters is these six things, and these six things are the bell curve. The more of these six things somebody is, the more likely it is for their success here. Now, that said, I was one of six (laughs) on this list, so it's not exclusive, it's not exhaustive, it's not eliminating anybody, it's just ranking them, okay? First of all, you're looking for somebody uh, age 25 and up. 25 and up. Um, Why? Well, typically below 25... That there's a level of maturity they haven't necessarily reached yet uh they may not be in the real world yet and understand that uh you know the, the laundry ferry doesn't actually exist but they have to do their own laundry and uh they they get that first job and they learn who this FICA person is that's getting portion of their paycheck and they didn't even do any of the work like they, they before that they don't know all that stuff about 25 people if they're going to get disgruntled with the system that's about the time they start getting disgruntled with i gotta do this for the next 40 years right so and when it says and up really we're, we're kind of capping that at about 45 25 to 45 is the range and uh, there's reasons for that i mean over over 45 you kind of start getting tired i'm mean, i'm 44 and i'm tired like it's, <laughs> it's stuff you wake up and stuff hurts and who knows why so that that's a it's a bell curve now if you're under that i was we're not eliminating you listening to this we're saying this is who you're looking for right now if you're over that we're not eliminating you Hal and Ellen Rosen are uh, in their late 70s and continue to earn the awards trips every single year. So we're we're not eliminating up there, we're just ranking, okay? Number two, you're looking for somebody that's married. Well, Fitz, I'm divorced. Are you saying I can't do this? It's not at all what I'm saying. I'm saying you just don't get a point, (laughs) right? I wasn't married when I was put on somebody's list. I was was 17 and definitely single. So um, married is important. Why? Because marriage indicates that person is probably responsible for at least one other person in their life. There's a responsibility factor that's there. Number three, children. What do children represent? Debt. <laughs> Nobody ever told me how expensive kids were gonna be, but I learned when our second we found out he was allergic to breast milk and he had to start eating the, the formula and I was like, oh my gosh, that stuff was free like yesterday and now we're having to buy it in a can. Like that's expensive. And they diapers they just keep filling them up. Children indicate responsibilities, also indicate future needs. People need to make money for their kids and for education, that sort of stuff. Number four, employed with thirty thousand or more in income. It is easier to get somebody up and off the ground if they have a paycheck already coming in. If they have to make this work to pay their rent today, it's harder to get going because they have commission breath and the clients smell it and it's just, it's not as, as uh, ideal, right? But, but if you're not employed, we're not saying you're eliminated. You just don't get a point, all right? Number five, own a home. They own a home. Again, that indicates responsibility. they got to keep a roof over their head. That I say all the time, that 50-year-old I hired and got him out there selling, I didn't have to worry about if he's going to go work next week. He had a wife. He had kids. He had a house. He had bills. <laughs> he was going to go work again next week, right? No question. And number six, healthy. You're looking for somebody that's healthy. I, I can tell you firsthand, it's, it's uh, really hard to do this business when your back is thrown out because you're trying to put on your underwear. Like, that's... Uh, that's a, another issue. But healthy, the healthier somebody is, the easier it is. You get up in the morning, you feel good. That makes a difference. Uh, when you're trying to go around and do things, you don't, healthy just works. Now, are we eliminating anybody? No, we're ranking them. You get a point for each one of these. I was healthy. That's all I was when I was put on somebody's list. I was not, I was 17. I was single. I had no kids. I wasn't employed necessarily at 30,000. I was making some money but, uh, in, in businesses that I had started. But and I did not own a home. I was a high school student. I was still living at the house. I was one of 6. I'm glad somebody didn't eliminate me. I'm glad I didn't get offended like, "Oh, I'm not any of those other things." I looked at that and said, "Dude, I can smoke all those people. I'm a I'm an underdog. I'm a one pointer. I'm gonna smoke the six pointers." Okay? An easy way of building a list of names. We have this on our website. Take a screenshot if you like. But there's apps on the phones. iPhone and Android each have apps. Uh, that are designed to back up the contacts on your phone. Uh, In case your phone ever crashes, you can reload the contacts back into your phone. You'll see these are saying, to put this into an Excel spreadsheet, don't put it into a V card. Uh, that doesn't doesn't work when an excel spreadsheet and you're gonna at the bottom it says email it to yourself you're gonna go through and you're gonna take out the people you know Shouldn't be on the list like 95 year old on fixed income or hey, I got a real bad relationship with my ex I'm not gonna take I'm gonna take them. I need their number in my phone but I'm gonna take them off the list because we don't need to contact them. They're just gonna get mad, right? So stuff like that email it to yourself. You also may want to take out restaurants. Uh, You may want to take out that Red Cross relief fund you save that time. Uh, There's also sometimes in our phones, I know in mine, I have duplicate numbers for the uh, the same number for multiple people. Uh, So you go through and take out those duplicate numbers, make sure you got the right numbers. Now that leads us to point two, step two, basic two is check interest. Now, uh, again, if you're uh, watching this live today, you can go to this, uh, thefitsgrouporg slash, check, interest. It takes you to this page and it goes through details of making the phone calls, a little six and a half minute video there, or it goes through even texting, uh, how we go about texting um, those people. If you're watching this on our website right now, it's uh, you have point number two down below this video. So here's a script for calling lists to check interest. Ring, ring, hello, <laughs> John. Yes. John, my name is Fitz. Bob Jones gave me your name and number and said you might be able to help me. Do you have a second? Yes. I own a life insurance agency in Dallas, Texas. We've done a ton of marketing all over the country. We currently have more people asking to buy than we have that can go sell them. So I don't own a life insurance agency in Dallas. That's fine. You could say I work with an insurance agency in Dallas. Just that simple. A little, little tweak there. Um, just that simple. We've done a ton of marketing all, all over the country. I don't live in Dallas. That's fine. We're, we need people all over the country. We currently have more people asking to buy than we have to go sell them. I'm looking for full time, part time, anytime help. Pays about $500 per sale starting out. We'll teach you how to do what we do. Now, that video on texting shows how I take this and text it to people instead of making the phone call. Does that sound like something you can help us with, or at the very least, have a longer conversation about? In this initial conversation, I'm just looking for, I'm looking to book a first date. Uh, on that first date, we're going to see if there's interest in a second date. Uh, nobody gets married on the first date. That's all we're looking for is to, to lead this to a 30-minute a conversation. So if they are not interested in the conversation or they cannot help us, no worries, John. Who do you know that could help us? Someone looking for a new job, part-time income, potential business opportunity? Get a list of names. Again, watch that texting video. See how I do this in the texting format. And then Prospect says, yes, great. I don't have the time right now to get into the details, but I'd like to schedule a time to talk for about 30 minutes. I'll also send you a quick video about our company so we can have some uh, background information before, you can have some background information before our conversation. I like to send them my, my little eight-minute video of me in front of this screen doing a little eight-minute presentation, a high-level view of what we do. Uh, I used to have a 45-minute presentation, and then I could see that people only watched it for eight minutes and then stopped. And I thought, why not make an eight-minute video? So it doesn't, people say, in your video, you don't tell them everything. I, I know. I couldn't do it in 45 minutes. I certainly can't do it in eight. Um, I'm telling them enough, and then it's leading to a conversation. It's giving them a little background so we can dig deeper in that conversation. That leads to the interview. That leads to the interview, the actual conversation, the first date, as I like to refer to it. Now, again, <laughs> we have this on our site, uh, thefitzgroup.org/interview-basics. Takes you to this page. There's actually a little Q&A audio down here at the bottom of that page as well, uh, from a, another time that I taught this. But this video, 28 minutes and 37 seconds, uh, goes through in detail how I do the interview not covering the details today i'm just going to give you a high level view of how the interview works so that's if you're live you can go to that link but if you're watching this on uh on again on our site you can just go to point three down below uh but on the interview the basics the outline I, i'm not i don't teach interview scripts because it's really hard to script a thousand conversations Who's, who can do that I think in terms more of outlines. If, if you give me the guardrails of what I need to say and give me a destination of where I'm trying to go, I can get there just in having a conversation. That's really what the interview is. It's not, we're not corporate America. They're not coming in in a power suit sitting at my desk and us doing a formal interview. I wouldn't even want to do that. Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to be the interviewer, much less the interviewee. It's not, It's just not us. It's not our culture. We're doing a phone call. And that phone call is... To summarize it, it's just making friends and then figuring out if you can help them. That's what it is. It's making friends and then figuring out how you can help them. I used to call it Sales 101 because I learned this from Zig Ziglar. I learned it from Brian Tracy. I learned it from these sales guys. I used to listen to their cassette tapes back in the day when I was wet behind the ears and had no idea how to sell. I listened to these cassette tapes and I developed what I call the Sales 101 um, outline. Well, you'll, you'll notice that in our Sales side of our business, it follows the same outline. Uh, Every sale that's made follows this basic outline. You first are establishing a relationship. You're trying to build a connection. You're trying to make a friend. You're looking for things you have in common. You're avoiding the divisive hot topics of the day. Uh, I don't care if you're right. (laughs) They may not agree. And you've just cost yourself a friend before you even gave that relationship a chance to be friendly. There's lots of friends. Let me just take a step off of the floor and onto the soapbox. I have lots of friends who disagree with me politically and that's okay. We're still friends. We can still be friends. Our friendship is not based on our political beliefs or our religious beliefs. Our friendship is based on something much deeper in this initial conversation. We're not best friends yet. We're not best friends yet. Avoid the hot topics, avoid politics, avoid religion, avoid, uh, race, avoid, um, uh, LGBTQ conversations, avoid the me too conversation. Like, I got a daughter. I, I me too. I got a daughter, I, I, but I, you know, avoid the conversations. They don't make money. It's not our business. Our business is selling life insurance. Keep the main thing. The main thing I'm looking for things I have in common, not for things we don't have in common. Okay. That can come with time. It doesn't come on the first date. Then I'm identifying the need. What need do they have that I, what pain do they have that I can address? What need do they have that I can fill? Now, on the recruiting side, it, it comes down to this. Maybe it's the market that we're in. Uh, I've, I've talked to people who are doing open enrollment during Medicare, uh, but then the rest of the year, they don't really have a lot to do, and so they look for something that's more year round. Um, companies. And and again, in the, in the video on interviewing basics, I dig deeper into this. So I'm kind of keeping it a little bit shallow right now. Watch that video for more details about this, uh, companies. Some people come on board with us purely because we have companies that issue business. (laughs) Um, leads, everybody's looking for a good lead source. We got leads internally and we partner with third party vendors. Uh, number four, uh, support. They're looking for support and training. I've had people come on board say, man, if I'd had this kind of support and training, um, at my last opportunity, I never left, but I didn't have it. And now I'm here, right? Number five is money and the opportunities for building a business, a team, an override income, a, a, a passive income, if you will. The, these are the needs. If, if, if people are coming on board with us and they don't have one of these five needs, they're just not a match for us. It's not complicated. I can go through, and in the video on interviewing, I'd go through the differences between licensed and non-licensed, but, but licensed and non-licensed people, whoever you're talking to, these are the five needs. So once you identify the one, that's what you're going to talk about. You don't talk about the whole world. You talk about the one thing that is their concern or their chief concern, and then you show them how you can fill it. Well, here's what we do, right? And then you close the deal. You fast-track them. You book a meeting from a meeting for contracting or getting them signed up for their class and, uh, and always asking for referrals. I never stop asking. Uh, that's just good business. Now you're going to follow up properly. Okay. <laughs> surprise, surprise. This, too, is on our site. The slash follow up. This takes you to this page. It talks about getting people signed up on fast track. It talks about getting people signed up on license coach. There's other topics that we dig deep into there, how to contract them, all that sort of stuff. Um, and again, if you're watching this live, go to the site. If you're on our site, it's just point number four down below. Um, follow up is where we lose people. How often do we hear a top producer say, yeah, I followed up with this client who had a a 10 year term and they were 18 years into it. Well, that other agent did not follow up properly and cost themselves money and almost they certainly cost their client a lot of money. So follow up is where we lose people in in building as well. I can't tell you how many people I've talked to and I said, hey, how's the licensing process going? And they say, you know, the person that I talked to said that they were going to send me the information to get licensed and they never sent it. So I'm just still waiting for that information. And I go, "Ah, oh, man, that's like telling your newborn to go fix their bottle. They don't know how to do that. They're, and they're just going to gonna, gonna sit there and starve until you do it for them. So follow-up is where we lose people. I, some people say, well, How long do I need to babysit my agents? I go, you're a parent. Parenting never ends. I'm not a babysitter. Babysitters put the kids to bed and make out with their boyfriends on the couch. That's not me. That's not you. That's not how we build business. We're parents. And so parenting doesn't end, but I don't have to hold my 14 year old's hand when we're crossing the street anymore. He's big enough. They're going to see him and he understands to look both ways. He's learned. I don't have to do that for him anymore. The eight year old, Still hold her hand. I love holding her hand. But I, I hold her, I hold her hand until she's 88, right? If I'm still around by that point. I'm living in 120, so I should be. Follow-up is where we lose people. We just keep doing until they can do for themselves. Don't allow things to fall through the cracks because you're lazy. Be intentional. Walk them through it. Get them scheduled in the assembly line. We talk about this in the other videos we've got. The assembly line is just an orderly way of moving people through the process of coming out the other side as being ready to go out there and sell. It doesn't take but you know less than two days to get all that done. Bam fam, book a meeting from a meeting. Every conversation you're having with a new agent, you should know when the next conversation is going to be. It should be documented in your calendar or crm if you use that but you need to know when that next conversation is when are you talking to so-and-so next i don't know i'm calling back next week that's not a bam fam that's a hope and a prayer that they're still around by then you have to book a time book a time book a time always man that got drilled into my head when i was getting started whenever you talk with a new agent make sure of where they are in the process if they're falling through the cracks help them get back on the right track Hey, man, how'd that phone script training go? Oh, I, 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 didn't, I didn't show for that phone script training. You didn't? Dude, let's do it now, or let me get you scheduled for this afternoon or tomorrow. I do this kind of stuff all the time. we got to do this all the time. Why? That new agent needs to get started. That's their pain. We're addressing that pain. We're trying to get them up and going. Can I help you build your override income is a conversation I have all the time. I show people what I just showed you. Here's how you put, did you want to make a little override income? While you're focused on the sales side, I'm going to help you build the override side. Now, I'm not guaranteeing a million dollar income, but I will reach out to people for you and I will help put them on your team, five or six good people, is $50,000, 60000 a year in, in override income on top of whatever you're selling. So we're going to go at this from both sides. You're going to go sell and I'm going to work on the overrides. We're going to meet somewhere in the middle on your override or, or on your income goal. Now, people who say, I don't want to build a team, you've just eliminated 50% of your income potential here, because there's two income opportunities. You've just eliminated 50%. And worse, you've eliminated what we can do for you, because we have a ton of training and support on the sales side, but we can't make the sales for you. you got to do that. But I can do the override side for you. I want to work for you. I make money by helping you make money. This is how this game works. If they want the override income help them get on these four basics walk them through this process so if they if they want that override income i help them put together that list i show them how to do that and then I, and then i start working that list myself and i start calling to check interest i'm doing the interviews and then i'm getting the list from them and then we're doing it all over again a recruit isn't a recruit until he has a recruit i had a mentor tell me that 21 years ago a recruit isn't a recruit until he has a recruit If you're looking to build a sustainable business that is going to last a long time, uh, you have to give people something that they don't want to lose. And override income is a big thing there, right? Uh, I've seen, we've, we've all seen people jump from job to job in this world. Gone are the days when you keep the same job for 40 or 50 years and get the gold watch and sail off into retirement. Those days don't exist anymore. People hop from job to job to job every couple of years. It's the same in the 1099 sales world. But they don't hop from job to job to job if you help them establish a business. If we can help that agent establish a business and less of the, just the job side of the sales, but we help them establish a business, they don't hop from, side, from, from thing to thing to thing. And what we've helped them do is establish something that can pay even their kids and grandkids, and we've helped ourselves establish the same thing for us. Everybody wins. That's the idea. I hope that helps. Uh, this is my contact information. If you need me, let me know. If I can help you, please please get in touch with me. Um, I can't reach out to everybody and ask, can I help you, can I help you, can I help you? I help the ones who are asking for help. Fortune rewards the bold. I remember, I don't know who originally said that. It's an old quote. Uh, it's Dash Anonymous, whoever Anonymous is. I think it's some Greek philosopher. Uh, but Anonymous said it, fortune rewards the bold, and, uh, and I want to help those who are asking for the help.